Hi Haunted Heart fans, I'm Quill and I'm one of the co-creators of the Tarot Reading. If you're in DC, I've got an experience for you. The Tarot Reading is an interactive variety show performing May 9th through the 26th and I guarantee you have never seen anything like it. In it, eclectic artists perform variety show acts, each inspired by the tarot mythos. Each act is interactive and made for one adventurous and consenting audience member. What happens next can be almost anything. We've done seances, belly dances, mad science experiments, stand-up routines, role-playing games, gestalt dream analysis, and that weird one involving a suitcase full of spam, just to name a few. Each one is always completely honest, totally amazing, and never happens the same way twice. So, if you believe in the magic that happens in unexpected places, please come experience the tarot reading. That's May 9th through the 26th in DC. You can find out more at thetarotreading.org. That's the tarot, T-A-R-O-T, reading.org. Don't forget to bring a sacrifice. I'm serious, I won't let you in without a sacrifice. Howdy, dandy. How you? Fu- how the fuck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was really intense. How the fuck you doing? How the today? fuck are you doing? Listen, let me tell you. I got my nitro cold brew. I'm sipping on this oat milk. I didn't even know oats had milk. What the fuck? Did you did you milk an oat? <laughs> I guess. No, I got this um thing called uh, Im- imperfect box. <laughs> yeah, it really appealed to me. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, is that something that uh, a Facebook algorithm yes. <laughs> advertised <laughs> to you? Let me fucking tell you about the magic of algorithms. So this, and they are not paying me. They're not paying us at all. I, I just mean, want you to know. <laughs> but also, I mean, they could if like, it, if you want. We're kind of perfectly imperfect for each other. Yeah, perfect. So they, uh, I was scrolling through the Facebook, you know, wasting my life, and um. I came up on this ad that had like these weird looking vegetables and fruits and they had googly eyes to on them. Okay. And and it was called like the imperfect box. And apparently like US supermarkets have such high standards for like fruits and veggies that a, like one out of every five um like fruits or veggies that is grown in the US doesn't meet those standards so it just like goes to waste. Like they literally just throw it on what in my mind I imagine is like a huge rubbish heap. Mm. And it just goes to waste. Yeah. So these brilliant, these fucking brilliant people decided to just take a damn sweet potato and glue some fucking googly eyes to it. And my middle-aged white lady self, or middle-class white lady self. I'm not middle-aged yet, even though some days I fucking feel like it. I was like, wait, what year are we in? (laughs) What year is it? It's been 20 years. It's been 80. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. uh, My middle-class white ass was like i have to buy this now so i literally saw the ad it's the only thing i've ever done like that i saw the ad and i clicked on it and i was like purchase (laughs) fuck off all y'all so that's how i got nitro cold brew like a can of nitro cold brew oat milk latte well and i have to tell you it's delicious well i Went through the McDonald's drive-thru. Oh, no, and I was so fucking jealous when you walked in holding that Metcafe cup. Thanks for fucking texting me, you dick. Not that it would have mattered to because ask you me. were in the shower, not paying attention to anything going on except for the music that was playing. That's true. You wouldn't have answered. I had several thoughts when I was in the shower. I was like, you know what? Kenny's probably here recording this shit, and then he's going to fucking post it in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and it's going to be me... <laughs> In the shower, screaming to Seven Wonders. No, that would be weird. That would be really weird. I'm glad you did. But I mean, loved it. But you know what? I sang my heart out to you all. It was beautiful (laughs) coming in and then just hearing you scream and shout Seven Wonders. Wailing. Wailing. All the way upstairs. But that's not what they're here for today, though. It's not. (laughs) You know what they're here for? 
They're here for a Patreon invocation. Yes, That's they what are. That's the fuck they're here for. We have to welcome a new member to our family. Mm-hmm. So, as you guys know, we do... It's been a while since we've done one of these, I think. It feels like it has. No. Maybe it hasn't. <laughs> Just <laughs> time hasn't. is a really difficult concept for me right now in my life. We I got a that. lot. We got a lot happening. And we trying. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, um, so an invocation is where we take one of our lovely, lovely candles, we dress it with good intentions for health, wealth, happiness, all good things, and we light it in honor of a new member of our Patreon to welcome them to the family and Mm -hmm. send them all sorts of good vibes. Welcome them to that heathen temple. Yeah, hit me with them good vibes, miss me with that bullshit, basically. (laughs) Can we put that on a t-shirt? I feel like we can. <laughs> we can. Shit. All right. <laughs> um, so Kenny and I have both dressed this candle with good intentions for the newest member of our Patreon, and her name is Wynema V. And your candle is lit. Now remember, the candle will be lit throughout this episode, but always and forever in our dark, dark hearts. And we appreciate you, girl, because you know it's pretty fucking dark in here. Yes, it is, girl. <laughs> Very much so. Figuratively. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Oh. So, Katie, I also believe that they heard something at the top of the episode, right? I sure fucking didn't hope they? they did, Kenny. Didn't they? <laughs> yes. I feel like they did. Yes. Yeah, so you all heard the much-awaited uh, promo from the tarot reading. And the tarot reading is a show that is happening in D.C. It's not It's not really like a company. Uh, it's just a show that's kind of like an annual thing that a good friend of mine, whose name is Quill, his voice is the voice that you heard on the promo, um, they do this show in D.C. And I think they run for about three weeks. So if you are in the area, if you're in D.C., like Northern Virginia, Maryland, even even Southern Virginia, it's worth a trip up to the Capitol to see the show. It's very cool. It's like a participative, participative I don't know what a participative is. <laughs> We're going to use it anyway, a participative. <laughs> Sounds like something. <laughs> um, it's like a participative, uh, I'm really struggling with that word today, but I'm really <laughs> insistent on using it. Um, you get to participate. In this performance <laughs> that happens. And it's kind of performance arty, but it's also kind of like, um, I guess the like commonplace word would be new agey, because I don't want to say like experimental theater, because who knows what that is. Um, but it's very cool. It's a very cool show. I think that we both think that you guys would really, really like it. It's very much based on um, like the, the craft of the tarot um, and... It's just kind of cool. It's a different show every night because it's a different audience every night. Um, And there's a ton of audience interaction, but you can actually opt in or out of that. So if you're a person who's like very shy and is like, please, Mm -hmm. God, there's nothing worse (laughs) that you could do to me than to pull me on stage. On stage. Like Kenny. Like me. If you ask me like anything about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we're going opening night and I definitely signed us up for audience participation. So. Oh, uh, no, that I'm fine with. That I'm totally (laughs) fine with. And I'm so excited. Yes, we will be there opening night. So listen, if y'all want to grab your tickets, you can come up, see the show, meet us if you want to. Yeah. If you are going to be there, their opening night is May 10th. Mm -hmm. And I believe they still have some tickets uh, for that performance date you should look into it immediately but if you are going to be uh there at the show on may 10th kenny and i are going to be there too so let us know and we'll have like a little mini meetup after totally in dc maybe we can finally get to little miss whiskey's <laughs> little miss no you have to complete it it's little miss whiskey's golden dollar oh golden dollar okay yes <laughs> oh all right oh she's got a dollar she's got a dollar and it's golden honey <laughs> Yes, so definitely check it out. Um, the tarot reading, you can uh, fucking replay this episode to hear where to get tickets. <laughs> I can know what to tell you. Um, no, but seriously, do check that out. Um, we love Quill, and we love the work that they are doing to bring experimental theater to the masses here in D.C. Because God knows we fucking need it, especially in this administration. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So that's our housekeeping, right? 
Yeah. Right? We've yeah, swept the is. floors. We've cleaned today. We dusted out the cobwebs, you know. <laughs> we ain't dusted shit, honey. <laughs> we dry mopped it. <laughs> no, it's, we it'd picked, be fine. We picked it up. We picked the item up, and then we just blew on the table and then just set <laughs> just it back Just blew down. all that dust out. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So what are we talking about today? Because I'm pretty sure these people are like, what the fuck? Get to the subject. What is this podcast? We don't like talking. We're not human. We just want facts and information. Look here. We're not here to listen to talking. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fine. You can skip to the topic if you need to. No shame, girl. Except total shame for me. <laughs> Except total shame. <laughs> <laughs> just passive shame from me passive aggressive passive aggressive shame, shame. yes <laughs> yes it is uh, anyway today we getting we getting in that groove mm-hmm. we are doing another terror episode <gasps> terror so you guys might remember we did terror on the night which was sleep demons mm-hmm. right we did terror on the sea which was all kinds all manner of sea folk and critters critters yeah, things that that go bump in the deep, and I ain't talking about the, the deep. The bump in the deep. <laughs> yes. Now we're going to talk about swamps. <gasps> swamps. You know I love me a swamp monster, a fucking jackalope. I love it. A fucking chupacabra. I love it. A fucking Bigfoot. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way... They uh, recently found Bigfoot prints again that look very convincing. Mm, so okay. look into that. All right. But I love a swamp monster. I feel like it taps into my roots. Does it really? I feel like our people of I, the I, American I, South are very much. I'm into not from the swamp a swamp, monster. so I don't know what, what you're talking about, girl. <laughs> I don't I don't hail from the swamp. We're literally from a place called dry. Like the first word of the town is dry. <laughs> I was going to say I I don't know about you or where you came from um but uh, well I do know actually cuz we <laughs> yeah, came from the same place. No. But I know it was not a swamp. It was the farthest thing from but that. I love We're from swamps. those farming no. countries. People. Here's the here's the thing. I love swamps. I just feel like it's a very like it's just so full of like mystery and like I don't know. I just I, I've always had a thing. Yeah, like vaguely dangerous, very much veiled, right? Because you have like the water and things like growing up out of the water and mm-hmm. things living in the water, but it's very murky. You can't see what's on the bottom. You can't really see what's you know six inches below the surface. Like, and then you have the trees that a lot of times have the Spanish moss in them, and they're mm-hmm. kind of draped and veiled. And the whole thing is just very, like, it's very feminine mystique for me. It's and like also, dark feminine energy. Good fucking Cajun food mm-hmm. in, in the swamps mm-hmm. of Louisiana. But we'll get to that. <laughs> and our food episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get haunted food. <laughs> God, that would be amazing, actually. Terror in the bathroom. I bet we welcome <laughs> to the food edition. That's our special on Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. Yes, uh, I particularly do the Chipotle waddle. The Chipotle. <laughs> God Almighty, let's just get to this topic. <laughs> no, I uh, I would be in agreement. Um, that kind of reminds me. You said Spanish moss, and that reminds me of that meme where it's like, let's romanticize like the humidity and the yeah, I saw that in the in the South, and like I just want to treat you like a hot, you know, humid summer night with the Spanish moss where it lays like lace. No, isn't and... isn't it like you you are a hot summer night or some or a southern like a. a a humid southern a night. Hot su- yeah, and I was like, no. Where girl. the Spanish moss drapes like lace and some bullshit. Yeah. That's all beautiful words and everything. And but it's it is great. hot. It's great poetry. Yeah. But fuck you. Yeah. I mean, fuck you. Tit sweat for real. Not cute. It, it's glamorized, but not cute. I mean, I can. I, I. I'm thinking back. There are some experiences that I would characterize as feeling like a humid southern night, but like. Usually it's not really that romantic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's heaving also, yeah. and sweaty and nasty. I also feel like being in a swamp 
also is not that glamorous. It is, though. It is. I mean, well, glamorous is not the word that I would use, but it is a very, like, it is a very magical sort of place. And it's it's one of those places where if you're, like, deep in a swamp, well, and I have been in this situation. I've been deep in a swamp. Yes. <laughs> if you're, like, deep in a swamp, like, there is a sort of, like, old energy that you feel that you kind of like can vibe with at least in my experience like for me there it's like a very special place because it's very primordial almost Mm -hmm. and it's a place that feels like magic is real yeah like and which of course magic is real but like it feels very much that way, whereas it's it's very hard sometimes to connect in our modern world, especially where we are, like which is kind of like really, really, really obviously close to D.C. and it's very um, metropolitan, yeah. Versus like, and it feels natural. kind of inhuman. But like to be in the middle of a swamp, you're just like okay, like it's very I'm palpable. in, especially if you kind of like feed off of Earth energy, kind of like me. Yeah, like it's very empowering and mm-hmm. you're just like fuck you yeah. so one of my goals is to get a fucking houseboat and it's gonna be ratchet as fuck <laughs> and then i'm gonna wear short shorts even though i have no business doing that yeah and i'm gonna never speak properly they're gonna be like you know she has master's degree <laughs> like <laughs> and all the locals will be like nah, nah. <laughs> that ain't true <laughs> what you doing down here either short shorts and like flip-flops or like the witchiest fucking amazing. It's just fabric that I've draped around myself. <laughs> it's not actually clothing. No, it w- it won't be fabric draped around yourself because you're too fucking hot natured for that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can't even stand anything to be on your face for three hours at a Halloween party, much less fucking uh, fabric draped around you in a fucking swamp in the fucking humid uh, depths of Louisiana. That's true. It's gonna be a sports or bra Florida or wherever. Groups. Like you know, it's real. Yeah. Like in my mind, it's gonna be beautiful, but in reality, it's. It's just gonna be the same fucking thing it is here. What's that? What's that meme that's like, uh, or that lyric that's like, chilling with your hair tied, sweatpants, no makeup Sweat, on. Uh, sweatpants, <laughs> hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. Yeah. And Except the next line is, "That's when you're the prettiest." I hope that y'all don't take it wrong. See, Drake understands me, and won't sue us for that. <laughs> Hopefully not. So, what type of monsters are you talking about? First, because you're going to go first this week. I am. I'm going first. Um, So I wanted to, when we originally decided that we were going to do this topic, I was like getting ready to just dig in to like American South culture because I'm like all about that. And I was very excited about that. But I was like, you know what? Like, let's expand our horizons a little bit. Let's Let's take it international. Let's culture ourselves. Yeah, let's culture. Let's let's become hashtag cultured. Yes. Um, so I kind of like looked into swamp monsters of the world and broadened my <laughs> horizons. And I found out about this really cool creature called a bunyip. A bunion? A bunyip. Oh, I was going to say, because honey, so I, I got one on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I can introduce you to one of yeah, them critters. Yeah, yep. He'll hold on. Let me get him right there. His name's Roger. How, how you doing? <laughs> Did you also put googly eyes on it? Like he's got vegetables? googly eyes. Yep, he's got googly eyes. Yes, he does. Very shy. That sounds like a cross between is a bunny and something else. A That's the dog. vision that I get when you say bunyip. Well, we'll get into that, actually. A lot of people have some really interesting visions when it comes to the bunyip. So the bunyip is found in Australia. And if we know anything about Australia, we covered, we've talked about it a couple times on this episode. It will kill uh, on you. On this podcast. <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> on this episode. It's just one long fucking episode that's God, lasted that's over a God, that's what it feels like. <laughs> no, but we talk about uh, Australia a couple times, and the biggest thing about Australia is there's large swaths of wilderness. So very much untamed country there's a lot of kind of undiscovered places or not necessarily undiscovered because there's like aborigine tribes that kind of like travel everywhere but Mm -hmm. just i would say unsettled land um and australia has a lot of shit that can kill your ass we have talked about it (laughs) um but they also have the platypus which is something that i think we should all Remember, because they're really fucking cute. 
Yeah, totally. And there, it's literally a, a Pokemon. Yes! Like a real-life Pokemon, the platypus is. So platypus appreciation there. Yes. Um, but the bunyip, kind of the legend of the bunyip, kind of grows out of, you know, Australia's great wilderness, basically. Mm-hmm. So the bunyip is supposedly a water monster um, that's sometimes described as a ferocious predator, but other times described as a gentle herbivore. Well, it sounds like you, Katie. <laughs> you know, and I understand that. I <laughs> How you say, can be both. Hashtag relatable. Yes. Relatable content here, folks. True. So the Bunyip has been part of Aboriginal tradition for centuries, and he continues to be a favorite character in Australian fiction today. Mm. Um, some say fiction. Others say the truth with a capital T. <laughs> All the T. So descriptions of the Bunyip vary like a lot so some people kind of think that he the a lot of people say that he's a giant starfish <laughs> so he's patrick from spongebob basically <laughs> <laughs> but i think he's like a gigantic black starfish and like it's intimidating somehow haven't, haven't figured out how okay um and then other sources say that he, the bunyip appears as a crocodile with a dog-like head so that's a big difference. That's that that we we're going yes. two completely different species here. We've got starfish, crocodile with a dog head. Yes. We also uh have a cre- some sort of creature with feathers, fins, tusks, claws, beards, a duck bill, a horse tail, and a single massive eye and <laughs> a stomach mouth. <laughs> stomach out. That's where I come in. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> and there's actually a picture of the bunyip that I want to show you. Unfortunately, our listeners at home can't hear it, but like this is like one of the most famous photos. If what you Google bunyip, fuck? you can see the photo from 1935. That looks like something you pulled out of your fucking intestines, like yeah, it, out well, of your body. You know what it looks like? It looks like the hair that I pull out of the drain oh, once a week. Okay. All right. That's what that looks like out of the shower drain. Well, that's a great sure. vision to have. I feel like you mentioned it has these talons and furs, feathers, tusks, all this. Listen, I have some. I have a word of advice for the bunyip. Coco Chanel herself said, before you leave the house, take one accessory off. <laughs> all right? Before you leave that swamp, <laughs> take, leave, one accessory. take one accessory off, okay? Oh. I feel like we have a lot going on. Um, editing. <laughs> is what I would suggest for the bunyip. <laughs> yes. So the bunyip's territory uh, is all over the place, basically. Um, sightings of the bunyip have been reported in swamps, lakes, rivers, and even aquatic environments that routinely drain during the dry season, mm-hmm. which is what a billabong is. A billabong. So I've been told. Oh, so it's not just a t-shirt that I wore in the early 2000s? No, it's not just a surfing company. Okay. I think it's kind of like an estuary that dries up. During the dry season and then during the wet season fills back up again. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I learned that. I wanted to share it with you. I hope you feel enriched. I do. I definitely do. So while the, the, while the bunyip. Is, so while Billabong was a great brand. <laughs> in, the, in the early 2000s. Shortly um, to be replaced by Rainbow. In comparison to bunyip. Yeah. The new surfing swamp brand. <laughs> That's what I fucking want my surfing, my like goth surf swamp brand to be. Bunyip. Bunyip. Okay. I'm into it. Make it happen. Visualize it in the universe and then cause it to come to life. A fucking gigantic bunyip just fucking hears the call and just <laughs> and then just fucking raises out of the swamp and then just murders everything. It is my time. <laughs> you rang. So he's basically, uh, he, what's the word for frogs? Amphibian. Frogs? Amphibian, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, he's an amphibian. He mostly lives in water, but he can also travel over land as well. So I think the water is his home, but he can can come get your ass on land, so don't feel safe. He'll come get you. So the word bunyip means devil or evil spirit in the Aboriginal language, Um, but Native Australians disagree about this creature's disposition. Certainly, 
his monstrous appearance and his booming cries, which echo across the Australian landscape, color him nightmarish. Nightmarish. And his legend even comes with a small death toll. He has been accused of killing several Aborigine people, usually by, quote, hugging them to death, <laughs> end quote. Come here, I'm going to hug you. I'm the bunyip. I'm going to hug you. And usually there's a part in every topic that we cover where I relate and understand. <laughs> and That's happened several times already. Maybe he's just lonely. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, he's a bunyip. He's got all this shit going on. He doesn't quite know what he is, you know. He's just trying his best to look his best. That's why he's just piling everything he has on. Maybe he's just talents. trying to he just, just fucking find somebody love him. Katie, I think it is your mission to go find your bunyip. And, <laughs> and, and complete each other. <laughs> and complete each other, yep. Uh, I'm the I'm, only accessory you need, babe. What if I'm the bunyip? Beautiful. <laughs> kind of beautiful. Except you hate hugs. Not necessarily. From not from. Okay, yeah. I approved hate individuals. Yeah, <laughs> approved I feel like you have a list only. of approved individuals you, and mm-hmm. appointment times. Yep. For hugs. And only if I initiate it. Yeah. Also, don't come up from behind me and try to hug me. Fuck that shit. Well, that's just scary. Like that's just protecting yourself, girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, so some people think that the bunyip, rather than being this bloodthirsty predator, is just protecting. Uh, Australia's wildlife and so he only attacks people who are endangering like hunting endangered species or um, somehow being irresponsible with the environment so whether for good or evil most native Australians do believe that the bunyip has supernatural powers Ooh, powers! he may be able to alter the water level in his home environment you know kind of like when I jump in the pool <laughs> Or <laughs> he, he m- for that one. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> or he might use his ferocious roar to cripple and welcome visitors. One legend describes the bunyip hypnotizing a woman and keeping her for several weeks as his slave until the spell was broken by a large thunderstorm. Ah, she gets struck by fucking lightning. <laughs> that sucks too. Like, damn, I guess thanks for breaking the spell, but fuck, now you're dead. <laughs> Now you're fucking paralyzed. I and think brain it was dead. a sound thing, like the thunder was. Like, oh, see, I just get this thing that she's like in a trance, and thunder and a thunderbolt comes, just fucking claps her right in the fucking face. Or maybe it was Thor. Maybe it was Thor coming to save that ass. Just, and I just want to say, I'm not gonna make it about Avengers Endgame because I don't think you've seen it. But like Fat Thor, I'm about it, baby. Never found him hot before. Loved him in that movie. I'm about Fat Thor. I'm making a stand. All right. Fat Thor. Hashtag Fat Thor. Fat Thor's where it's fucking at. Tear it up, boy. Anyway. (laughs) He's Australian, so it actually kind of works. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Chris Hemsworth is Australian. It's fine. (laughs) It's a tie-in. Unfortunately, I don't think he actually got fat for that role, which is... It was just CGI. Disappointing. I think it was CGI fat. Ah, if only. I mean... (sighs) shit i had some feelings for him anyway (laughs) so even though most australians today have lost their belief and believe that the bunyip is purely mythological unfortunate a small pocket of cryptozoologists brilliant defenders of the truth still cling to the numerous fossils and sightings of australia's watery monster so it's a little bit like australian bigfoot Mm. Because the bunyip, there's always, like, new sightings of it, and cryptozoologists have, like, tapes of it. There's, um, I think there's footage that you can see on YouTube of it. Okay. Maybe we'll post some of that for you guys. Um, but uh, its mystery lies guarded in Australia's swamps. Mm-hmm. And who, who will ever know? Mysterious. Wait, Australia has swamps? Yeah, well, they have wetlands. Okay. It's not like our, like, it's not what we would think of as a swamp, but they okay. definitely have wetlands where, I mean, they have environments like rivers and lakes and stuff where it's always wet, but then they have the billabongs where, like, during the dry season, it dries ah, up, but then, Okay, yeah. the billabongs. Yes, yeah. the billabong. <laughs> you know. 
So the Bunyip is not the only international swamp monster. Oh, she's international. She's international. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> not the only Mr. Worldwide. We have today, exactly. <laughs> um, the South Africans also have a swamp monster of their own. Ooh, so when we're going from Australia over to South Africa. Yeah, we're getting on our fucking airboat. <laughs> we're getting on our swamp-style airboat, and we're going to go from Australia over around to South Africa. That's us on our airboat. <laughs> Wind blowing our hair. Bugs in your teeth. Just catching <laughs> all those bugs. All that protein. <laughs> Which is great because we can't stop at the McDonald's, girl. No. Nah. There ain't one. Nah. So, yes, South Africa has a swamp monster of its own called the Groot Slang. Now, this sounds badass. I like this. The Groot Slang. I don't know nothing about it, but... It's got a badass name. So it's sometimes called the Groot slang and sometimes, which is one word, and sometimes called the Groat slang, which I like, is two words. I like Groat. I like Groot slang. Groat slang saying, sounds like something going on with your testicles. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like something yeah. about that is really close to scrotum for some reason for me, and I can't. Yeah. Like Groat slang is something you need to go to your doctor for. Yeah, totally. And get them checked, boys. Yeah. Um, but Groot slang is pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of sounds like boom slang a little bit, which is, you know, the snake. Yes, and this is a snake. Oh, fuck yeah! Snake-like creature. So, uh, Groot slang is actually Afrikaans and Dutch for big snake. <laughs> hey. hey! Hey! Insert subtle in, uh, innuation? What is that? Innuation? <laughs> it's the same as partisation, <laughs> or whatever. I what am I trying to say? Insinuation. Insinuation. Is the word. Innuation. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Listen, it's, it's early. <laughs> we don't have them. We don't know her. We make up words here. The innuation. <laughs> so the Groot slang is required to dwell in this deep cave in Richtersfeld, South Africa. Okay. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm sure Twitter will let me fucking know. They will. They'll send us an email. According to legend, the Groot slang is a primordial creature as old as the world itself. <sighs> Tales state that the gods, who were new to the crafting of things, made a terrible mistake in the Groot slang's creation and gave it enormous strength, cunning, and intellect. Realizing their mistake, the gods split the Groot slang into separate creatures and thus created the first elephants and the first snakes. Ah. But one of the original Groot slangs escaped. And from this first, sire, all the other Groot slangs were born. Well, well how? Because you only had one. Maybe it's like a bacteria where it just kind of splits off itself. <laughs> I don't know, girl. Uh, he fucked itself. <laughs> he was so sexy, he fucked himself, girl. This... Fucked himself, gave birth, and there you go. This Grootslang is claimed to devour elephants by luring them into its cave. The cave is known as the Wonder Hole. <laughs> or the Bottomless Pit. <laughs> and it just really depends on what your mood is, because sometimes it's the Wonder Hole and sometimes it's, it's a bottomless, bottomless fucking pit, pit. God. Uh... <laughs> I have no experience, so <laughs> Girl, I can't get comment off on of that. Me. I promise you that every single, every single like, every single significant other of mine personally knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> supposedly, this wonder hole. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> connects to the sea, so you guys can't see my face right now, and he can. Supposedly it connects to the sea. Uh, so it's wet. It's yeah. Wet. Very wet. Wonder hole. Super wet. Yep. Cool. Uh, humid probably too. <laughs> <laughs> like a swamp itself. According to local legend, the cave is filled with diamonds. <laughs> I can't. The Groot slang is also said to live in warm rivers and lakes when it's not, you know, occupying the wonder hole. <laughs> 
In Benin, the Groot slang is said to be a huge elephant-like creature with a serpent's tail. So a little bit different take on it. Also, according to the tale in Benin, Groot slangs covet gems, particularly diamonds. And despite the creature's lust for cruelty, victims can often bargain for their freedom by offering a Groot, sl- a Groot slang enough precious gems. I thought you were going to say something gluten-free for a second. <laughs> offering it some gluten and then it'll let you fucking live yeah which is me (laughs) offer it some gluten gluten. let it let it have some tummy troubles and then you escape while it's trying to use the bathroom yes yes so the root slang is very interesting it's uh it's kind of like um if anybody's seen that movie anaconda like it's a little bit like that where it's just this fucking impossibly massive snake that like lives in this fucking cave yeah and somehow procreates with itself It's not crazy. Some things in nature do that shit. Yeah, I want to know. So. I know. (laughs) One time, I'm really glad that I didn't know about this legend before. I went on a cruise a billion years ago and went to Belize Uh and I went cave tubing. Wait, what? I don't know. I don't remember you doing this. It was literally forever ago. I think I was like fucking 14 or some shit. Maybe 15. Um, But I went... uh, tubing in belize in this cave and we like hiked through this rainforest and of course it was fucking raining like hell and we get all the way up to this top like the top of this mountain thing and there's this big cave and there's kind of like an opening and our tour guide was like okay like the current is strong so stay in your tube and he was like getting everybody in and you could kind of like walk into the river and put your tube down and then like get in your tube and then float on into the cave and I, being a fucking, like, 15-year-old, real struggling, like, a lot, in my fucking one-piece flowery bathing suit, <sighs> looking rough, <laughs> looking really rough, and my yep. strap keeping my glasses on, yep. and my fucking braces, yep. and just everything that was happening in my life yep. at that time. I, like, walk in with my tube, and I sit it down, and I get ready to sit on the tube, and I fucking slip off the tube. Right, Mm because I've never been great at that. Um, Us round people kind of struggle with with that. Uh, So I slipped out of it, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like I'm about to go through this cave with no fucking tube. Like I'm, it's just me in this fucking dark ass water. I'm gonna fucking die. Something's gonna pull me under. Gigantic snakes are everywhere, and I was freaking out. And so I'm like swimming for every fucking thing that I'm worth, and like this look of absolute terror is in my face, and. The tour guide who's standing right above me in the two feet of water <laughs> is trying to tell me, just put your fucking feet down. <laughs> like, you walked into this water. Honey, those chubby little legs and they arms were, kicking, were just kicking girl. for dear life. She was up there. I saw her. She was just down there. She was just oh, flapping. God. The water was going everywhere. Looking like a pig Listen, trying to learn to she swim, wasn't girl. Even, she was only in two feet of water, honey. She was laying on her stomach in the water. She won't even <laughs> It wasn't good. He was like, put your feet down. He was telling me this in, like, like, not English. I think he was telling me in, like, it may have been French or like Spanish, some language that I didn't understand. And also I didn't understand English at that point either. Cause I was in <laughs> sheer fucking terror, <laughs> but eventually I got into the tube and we went through this cave and it was dark as fuck. And definitely a Groot slang lived in there for sure. For fucking sure. Yeah. Even, I can see it. Even though Belize is nowhere near South that Africa. Was a, that fine. was a transformative experience. You came out a Groot slang. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Groot slangs, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I have my third monster Ooh. of the episode. Where are we going this time? We're taking it from South Africa right on back to what I consider to be the heart of Swamp Monster lore itself. The fucking American South. We're going to South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. I've been there many times. It's a nice place. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to Georgia. <laughs> no. It's got great beaches. We gonna talk about <laughs> the Lizard Man Escape or Swamp. Of what? Swamp? Escape or Swamp. Escape or Swamp. All right. Tell me about this here Lizard Man. So in the folklore of Lee County. Of South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the ancient and sacred folklore. <laughs> 
So in the folklore of Lee County, South Carolina, the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp is an entity said to inhabit the swampland of the region. First mentioned in the late 1980s by a local 17-year-old, so you'd know it's legit, the purported sighting yielded a significant amount of newspaper, radio, and television publicity. And if you remember, I know we have some listeners that are in kind of like the South Carolina area. If you remember the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp being reported on TV, write us an email at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding. I think it's really cool. So let us know if you remember this. Um, according to Lee County authorities, another local man admitted to fabricating a story about encountering and shooting the creature because he wanted to keep the legend of the lizard man alive. By shooting and killing it? Apparently. I don't know. Listen, we're in the American South, so, I mean, that seems to be how we preserve things, by shooting it and killing it. So, in 1988, 17-year-old Christopher Davis claimed that his car was damaged by a creature he described as green wet-like, about seven feet tall, that had three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, snake-like scales. And that's like a direct quote from him. All right. Now, I can already tell you what fucking happened you- to Christopher Davis's car. He fucking wrecked that <laughs> shit. And he knew that his mama was going to beat his ass. Yes. And he was like, shit. Because he wasn't supposed to be out anyway. No, no. He, was, he out. was out smoking that devil's lettuce. Yes, he was. He was like, how do I fucking get out yes, of this? Yes, he was. Lizard man. Yes. So the newspapers, of course, decided to cover it. And this resulted in attention to Davis's claims. According to Davis, he was driving home from working the night shift at a fast food restaurant when his car got a flat tire. No problem for a strapping young South Carolina boy. He got out, changed the tire, fixed it right up. And after fixing the tire, he saw the creature walking towards him. Davis got in his car and began to drive away from the lizard man, which is a great choice. But the creature was soon on top of the car. Oh, no. So he stomped on the brakes, causing the creature to roll off the car and giving Davis enough time to escape. Local businesses, after the story broke, began selling Lizard Man t-shirts, and the local Chamber of Commerce actually encouraged the media attention as good for the community. Listen, marketing. I'm here for it. Clever. You market the fuck out of it. Slap whatever you need on a fucking t-shirt and do your fucking business. I'm going to tell you what. I'll go look for fucking Lizard Man. 100%. Hell yeah. Let's go. Summer plans. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. On site. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, On the Haunted Heart on site looking for the Lizard Man. Can you see it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just bugs flying around you and you're hot and sweaty and fucking pissed off. And you're us, like, I fucking hate this. Us with a shaky cam and I'm you just like... You in Bermuda shorts, like I'm just, just trying like, to live. Is <sighs> this? And it really just turns into us stopping at like a fast food place. <laughs> a tasty freeze. We're at like a tasty freeze. Yeah, we're doing that. Or, you know, it turns into a road trip uh, uh, for fast food places. Yeah. The search for how much fucking junk we can put in our bodies. That's what that turns into. It sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so obviously the increase in media coverage um, prompted further reports of sightings of Lizard Man, and the area soon became a tourist attraction for visitors and hunters. Local radio station WCOS offered a $1 million reward to anybody who could capture Lizard Man alive. On August 5th, Kenneth Orr, an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base. I love how they call him an airman instead of, like, an Air Force guy. An airman. He was an airman. airman. Yeah. Okay. I guess they call Navy guys seamen, too. So that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so Kenneth Orr basically files a police report alleging that he encountered Lizard Man as well on Highway 15 and that he had shot and wounded it. He presented several scales and a small quantity of blood as evidence, but then he recanted his account two days later when he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol <laughs> and the misdemeanor offense of filing a false police report. <laughs> He had skills. He went and got a damn fish and like... <laughs> fucking scraped a couple scraped scales Scraped a couple off. scales off. It's yep. fine. It's fine. And they were like... He was like, yeah, I killed it. I shot it. And he, they're like, but sir, you're not supposed to have a gun. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh. Oh, shit. No, no, it won't reel. So uh, by the end of the summer of 1988, unfortunately, uh, reports of Lizard Man gradually declined. And local law enforcement officials speculated that the sightings were likely to have been caused by a bear. However, this may not have been the case, in fact. In 2008, 20 years after the lizard man first emerged from Skateboard Swamp, CNN mentioned the lizard man in a story about a couple in Bishopville, South Carolina, who reported damage to their vehicle, including traces of blood. Oh, no. So it may be that the lizard man has emerged again to haunt the roadways of Lee County, South Carolina. Poor Lee County, South Carolina. That's terrifying. I mean... I'm not about it. You know, is he being terrifying, though, or is he a brave protector? Is he just really serious about fucking curfews? I don't know. Maybe he the was coming to, to find maybe out. he was fucking coming to help the boy change the damn tire. That's true. And then he fucking, like, ran him fucking over. Yeah. Maybe that's what was going on. Maybe yeah. the lizard man just wanted to be altruistic and helpful. Maybe. Who knows? So, I believe... You've talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I believe you've talked enough. I think it's my time to talk right now. I'm just going to talk. It is. I'm excited <laughs> about the critter that you're covering. Mm-hmm. So I have to thank uh, a website called Pelican State of Mind uh, for this information here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Pelican Wikipedia State is of very mind. jealous. <laughs> I know. Uh <laughs> Wikipedia is like, fuck that bitch. Uh, uh, um, oh, you want that new sh- bitch. I just really enjoyed uh, the way that they told this story. Uh, and I feel like y'all will too. So join me on this journey as we head down to the swamps of Louisiana. That's where you gotta be. That's where you fucking gotta be. Any swamp you- monster story, you gotta bring it on home. Mm-hmm. To Louisiana. Short drive from South Carolina. All right. Yeah, very true. So we're going to set this scene now. The full moon hangs high over the Louisiana swamplands. The bright lights of the stars flicker in the murky licks of the waves near the towering, ominous cypress trees. Frogs croak their songs in the distance and mosquitoes buzz as they fly around looking for their next meal. There's a howl in the distance. It sounds like a wolf, but something's a little off. Standing on two legs on top of a fallen, moss-covered tree. Fuck you, bitch. I can't keep my shit. I was trying to set a mood. And over here, you chuckling your fat, chubby ass off over there. Little miss fucking ruin every goddamn thing I do. Because I can fucking see the redneck with the BL in his hand. Just fucking wailing. After Sheila, <laughs> why did she leave me <laughs> on the hill at sunset? Like, I can just fucking hear it. Wait, why is her name Sheila? I don't know. That's not like Louisiana at all. It's a thing. Yeah, it's it's like a new thing that we're doing in the oh, redneck oh, community. We're oh, just okay. like, we're, we're using these like international names and shit. It's I, fancy. I, I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> I think that is a false all right, fine. Wailing after Tammy. Tammy, there you go. Tammy. Standing on top. Fuck you. You've done <laughs> fucked me up. Standing on two legs on top of a fallen moss-covered tree is a large, snarling beast called Caitlin fucking Murray. Okay? <laughs> Here to just fuck your shit up and ruin every goddamn thing she fucking possibly can. <laughs> It throws its head back, (laughs) letting out a blood-curdling howl to the moon. That's no werewolf, though. Again, it's just fucking Caitlin Murray. (laughs) That's what we, in Louisiana, call the Rougarou. Or Caitlin fucking Murray. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about the Rougarou. The Rougarou! Rougarou! 
So, when traveling down the interstate or the back roads in Louisiana, you'll see lots of beautiful scenery, remnants of history freckle the map. So beautiful, this language. Whether it's old and potentially haunted buildings, uh, abandoned theme parks, or even museums with some very strange collections, back in the thick, fog-covered swamplands is where you'll find the true beauty of Louisiana and perhaps even a monster in two, including the legendary beast called the Rougarou. Rougarou. The history of the Rougarou is centuries old and has many different origins, but the earliest mention of the infamous mythical Louisiana werewolf comes from medieval France. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I guess had that to, makes sense. I had to do this because, I mean, werewolf, like, I was like, it's just perfect, okay? Uh, so back in the day of armor, swords, and jousting, uh, there was a lot more to fear than the plague and the witches. Beasts called loop gurus, which means werewolves in French. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, were- no, that makes sense because um, in Italian, lupe is wolf. Okay, so loop guru. Yeah, Loup guru. Um, were also infamous throughout the country. Back in the 16th century, they'd regularly blame various crimes on loop gurus, um, you know, as we all did back then, just blame things on things that, you know, just didn't make sense. Anyway, did your house get ransacked during the night? It was a loop guru. Did a child disappear from the village without a trace? It was most definitely not the creepy man down the street. <laughs> it was a loop It group. was the loop guru. For sure. <laughs> um, did your wife cheat on you? Loop guru. Did you get syphilis? Loop guru. That's <laughs> definitely it. Personally, uh, I'd never hear about something terrible and say, yep, that's definitely the work of a werewolf, case closed, but, you know, that's what we did back then. It was just an interesting problem that they had to deal with. Um, so, you know, just makes uh, modern day, everyday life just not seem as bad, right? Having to deal with all of the plagues and all of that stuff and just having to deal with rougarous. I mean, I would argue that we have our own plagues. That's true. (laughs) That is very true. In modern times. Uh, The villagers would capture people they believed to be a loop guru and then hold a public trial. Usually they'd find someone in the woods or someone in the village who was just acting strange. Again, Caitlin Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I'm very glad to live in the time that I live now where being strange is like a... Not necessarily an asset, but just like... You don't get murdered for it? I don't get burned at the fucking stake. You know what I mean? Because at any other time, like, it would have been pretty tough to be me. (laughs) I myself am strange and unusual. 100%. So the courts would ask the public if they believed the accused to be a loop guru, and usually the public agreed. (laughs) Sure. Um... And, you know, these loop gurus became a fear for many people in the country. Then, you know, we'd burn them and all of that, all that stuff and kill them and, you know, all that fun, like. Yeah, you know, law and order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So when many of the French migrated to Canada and the southern United States, they took the legend of the loop guru with them. So that's how we transplanted the loop guru into, um, what was it? The, the, the wonder cave. (laughs) <laughs> of Louisiana. It was the Wonder Hole. The Wonder Hole. Yeah, the Wonder Hole of Louisiana. So since the migration, many of the legends began to change to match the times and the dialect. So since Cajun dialect is a, mi- a mix of French and English and well known for changing words completely to roll off the tongue easier, the name of the beast changed from the Loup Garou to Rougarou. Which does roll off the tongue very well. Yeah. A Rougarou. Like it's very like... Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> Is the... that like when he decides to become a rap star? Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, like, what? <laughs> he emerges from the swamp in his music video. I have to say, I love on Supernatural how, like, the Rougarou is a running joke. Like, they always mention it. Uh-huh. Like, throughout the show, it's like, oh, I wonder if it's, like, a Rougarou. But you never see the Rougarou. Oh. It's, like, a running joke. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Stop watching that show uh, 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. For me, the only seasons that exist are seasons one through five. And I understand that the boys are still hot. And I congratulate them that they recently passed the milestone of 300 episodes. But seasons Time to let one it go. through five. Yep. Yeah. We need, to, we need to release it. Uh, you remember that on our 300th episode, though. <laughs> 100%. Retire. <laughs> like, just stop. You know Jensen Eccles was supposed to be Captain America, too. Right? I heard that. Missed opportunity. Mm, but still Chris Evans. Chris Evans is a great Captain America now that he's Captain America. But like, 
we could have had a Texan. Eh. Is he? Is Chris Evans like Australian? I don't know. We're not talking about Chris Evans, though. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about this weird infatuation that you all of a sudden have with the fucking Avengers. We have never once ever talked about the Avengers, but now all of a sudden she's got an Avengers fat spurred on by Fat Thor. I actually don't don't like it that much. Just for the record, but okay. Fat Thor back to New Orleans. So in the swamps, get this God damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. So in the swamps within the greater New Orleans area. Oh, it's swampy. And that, yeah. <laughs> is where this beast has come to live. He might even be neighbors with the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which we didn't talk about. Fuck yes. I went to, no, that's what I was going to talk about at the end about my personal story. Oh, okay. Well, we'll I went that to Honey like, Island We're swamp. not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> You're not going to fucking ruin my fucking story. I've sat here and listened to you talk about three goddamn swamp monsters. You're not going <laughs> to fucking... Fucking inject your so honey sorry. island, your fucking honey mustard honey swamp island monster <laughs> into my goddamn story. I'm I got trying it. to tell these people about the it. fucking Rougarou. I do have to say honey mustard God swamp. God damn it. <laughs> I have to say like honey mustard swamp sauce on a Rougarou burger. Marketing. Really We're going to open up a fast food right? place. I'm saying. Honey island swamp mustard. Yeah. On a Rougarou burger. Bitch. Right. We just <laughs> gave our idea to literally everybody in the world. It's okay. Nobody's listening at this point. <laughs> no. So in the swamps within the greater New Orleans area is where this beast has come to live. Again, he might be even be neighbors with the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is Louisiana's Bigfoot of the Swamp. Cajun le- legend says that the beast hunts down Catholics who don't follow the rules of Lent, which is similar to the telling <laughs> of the old French stories. Another telling of the story says that the Rougarou is under a 101-day curse. 101. <laughs> that's It's that one day. Yeah. Unless the affected person can transfer the curse to another human being, their curse usually comes from a local witch, sometimes a voodoo priestess. It is said that you can protect yourself against the Rougarou by laying 13 small objects by your doors. Apparently, when a person changes into a Rougarou, they forget how to count past 12. <laughs> Probably hmm. since they only worry about midnight and the moon and whatnot at that point. The Rougarou will see the 13 objects, try to count them, and be unable to count them all. <laughs> so he just gets upset and then yes. leaves. One, <laughs> two, Rougarou. That's no. amazing. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that. Yes. <gasps> this will perplex it, and it will keep recounting until the sun comes up and it must flee. <laughs> Twelve. What comes after 12? <laughs> One. God, damn it. <laughs> Despite the fact that it was originally a legend, there are still claimed sightings of the Rougarou to this day, though it has died off a bit in the past decade or so. The Beast uh, is also a hit in pop culture in Louisiana. There's an annual Rougarou Festival uh, every year at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans, um, they, which also has a Rougarou exhibit. Um, and that includes a statue of the creature in all its swampy glory. And the New Orleans Pelicans had originally thought about changing their names from the Hornets to the Rougarous at one point. Um, I don't know what I don't know who they are, but apparently that might have something to do with being in a Pelican state of mind. Hmm. Cool. Have you ever heard? And I'm asking you, our listeners, have you ever heard of the Rougarou or another scary Louisiana monster before? Let us know. Email us. Email us. At the honor of at podcast, the honor at podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I love a swamp monster. I love a swamp. I'm interested in this Rougarou festival, though. Yeah, like, when is that? When, huh? When is that? I don't know. We should look it up. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Let me see. Hold on. No, I got it. It's my fucking monster. I'll look it up. <laughs> Not like you had an opportunity to. <laughs> Rougarou fest. Rougarou Fest in Homa. Homa? Homa. 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 October 26th. They do it in October. Yep. October oh, 26th yeah. through 27th, oh, 2019. That's awesome. we Rougarou go. Fest. Downtown Homa. I'm into it. And what it. a pretty downtown it is. Oh, they've that. got a costume contest and everything? Yeah, that's I'm cool. into it. All right, we'll look into it. All yeah. Right. Um, yes, I love a swamp monster. I love a Rougarou. I love my new international swamp monsters we learned about with the Bunyip and the Groot Slang and the mm-hmm. Wonder Hall. Uh, and 
I particularly became interested in swamp monsters first when I visited Honey Island Swamp mm-hmm. several years ago. I did a road trip of Louisiana and visited uh, Honey Island Swamp where it is said that the Honey Island Swamp Monster lives. Dun, dun, dun. So... First reported in 1963, the Honey Island Swamp Monster is described as a bipedal, which means it walks on two legs, two feet. Uh, It's seven feet tall, with gray hair and yellow or red eyes, and accompanied by a disgusting smell. Now, what I appreciate (laughs) about the Honey Island Swamp Monster is, you know, I mean, it's only seven feet tall. It could just be your big cousin, Ed. You know what I mean? That y'all ain't seen for a couple years, and he went into the swamp, got a houseboat, Y'all ain't heard much about him. And that disgusting smell is just the stench of like several hundred Bud Lights that he has down yes. <laughs> and like rotting pizza. Yep. Um, yep. Footprints supposedly left by the Honey Island Swamp Monster have three webbed toes, according to local myth. So it was first sighted in 1963 by Harlan Ford, which is a very respectable name. Harlan. Harlan I mean. Ford. Uh huh. Uh, a retired air traffic controller who had taken up wildlife photography. And after Harlan's death in 1980, a reel of Super 8 film showing the creature was allegedly found among his belongings. And then in 1974, the monster again gained, uh, or for the first time, I guess, gained national fame outside of Louisiana after Ford and his friend Billy Mills claimed to have found unusual footprints in the area as well as the body of a wild boar who uh, whose throat had been gashed. And Ford continued to hunt the creature for the next six years, and apparently until his death. (laughs) Um, Obsessed. So a legend tells of a train wreck in the area of Honey Island Swamp during the early 20th century. And according to the legend, a traveling circus was on the train, and from it a group of chimpanzees escaped and interbred with the local alligator portion population. Mm. Because, you know, that's what chimpanzees and alligators do. Yeah. Right. Alligators definitely don't eat them. <laughs> no, not at all. Not one bit. So, Except every bit. So, yes. So, that's kind of the... The Honey Island Swamp Monster is kind of like Louisiana's Bigfoot. Like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was there, unfortunately, I didn't catch any sightings of the Honey Island Swamp Monster that I am aware of. <laughs> but I shall return Perhaps we shall return. And I we love will that hunt that him. was a personal story of which you had n- no contact with the Honey I, Island Swamp monster. I so desperately I've been to wanted. Honey Island Swamp, but I haven't seen nothing. I've seen him. I talked to him. Went back to his house. Hung out for a while. Played some garage like band. I played some garage band. <laughs> played some Guitar Hero. Okay. Shit. <laughs> you recorded an episode? Okay. <laughs> recorded an episode with him. He's here with me now. <laughs> no, it's Kenny. <laughs> Wait. Wait. No, I think I remember reading, um, that's also, they also call him uh, the skunk ape, right? I think there's a relation between the two. Skunk ape is a different creature. Okay, so some people consider them to be the same thing and some people consider them to be a different creature. Some people say that the Honey Island Swamp Monster is of the breed of skunk, skunk ape, ape yeah. variety <laughs> that he is a skunk ape but he is one specific one for this specific ah. swamp some people say listen if you are a skunk ape <laughs> <laughs> just email us <laughs> can you just imagine a big huge skunk ape just sitting in a swamp with the fucking earbuds that he stole from fu- some fucking they're air buds. come on he's a classy man. <laughs> yeah all right some air buds from a fucking local fucking traveler <laughs> Yeah, and he's just sitting there in his swamp, and he's listening to us talking right now. He's, like, <laughs> typing on his fucking iPhone, Fuck yeah. rating us three stars. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I respect you, Swamp Monster. Thank you. Thank you, Skunk Ape. <laughs> so, yeah, that is uh, our episode. Yeah, that's just a few of the exciting Swamp Monsters, Swamp Critters that dwell in the deep, in the murk, mm-hmm. in the muck. I did want to end on a note from uh, one of our listeners, a reviewer. Was it a skunk ape? No, no. it was not a skunk ape. <laughs> it was not a skunk ape. At least not that I'm aware of, unless Cajun Jenny is a skunk ape. Cajun Jenny! Oh my God! <laughs> Amazing! Yeah, I thought it was uh, particularly thematic. Bless you, Cajun Jenny. Uh-huh. We will see you at Rougarou Fest. Yeah. She uh, gave us five stars. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And says that I'm a murderino who was looking for something a little different. I went through a lot of different similar podcasts, and some are good, but this one really stuck out for me. 
Sincerely, proud new, hashtag, trash talent, murderino, purple heart, black heart. Aww. Those are my two favorites, purple heart and black heart. Very sweet. Thank you, Cage and Jenny. I appreciate you, girl. Yes, we do. What a blessing. And let us know if you, you know what? You're on the ground, Cage and Jenny. We're going to, we're arming you. (laughs) (laughs) We're charging you with this task. You got to go find me that that fucking Honey Island Swamp Monster because he snubbed me. We had been talking. We had been texting for a while. I came down there. We were supposed to have a nice date. He got nervous or something and fucking backed out on me. You need to find that motherfucker for me. That There we go. That's our um, summer 2019 uh, <laughs> Patreon bonus content. <laughs> is, is voyaging there. Is voyaging the truth to find the Honey Island Swamp Monster. <laughs> no, but for real, he goes to me, so... Find that bitch. Yeah. And bring me a skunk ape, too, unless they're the same. Yep. In which case, two birds, one stone. True. All right. So that's our episode, guys. Uh, You know what to do. Find us on social meds. If you're not following us on Instagram, we're at The Haunted Heart Podcast. If you are on Twitter, we are at The Haunted Heart. And if you are on Facebook, you can search The Haunted Heart Podcast, like our page, to stay updated on all the news and houses and whereabouts of us and podcast-related things. And then you can join our Facebook group, um, search the Haunted Heart Podcast, and request to join the closed group. It's closed just for your protection, just because, you know, we want it to be a safe space where people can feel comfortable posting whatever weird or crazy, creepy, whatever uh, stuff you guys want. So if you request to join either Kenny, myself, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad will approve you to join. Yes, they will, even if you are the Honey Island Swamp Monster. It's pretty fun. And I did want to shout out, since we are at the top of May, um, we have a book club. Yes. We have an official Haunted Heart book club. It is run by one of the members of our Facebook group. Her name is Kristen, and she is lovely. And we are reading for the month of May, You All Grow Up and Leave Me. A Memoir of Teenage Obsession by Piper Weiss. And <laughs> that's the book for me. It's really cool. Um, it's kind of fun because uh, everybody can kind of submit book club um, options. And then we kind of go month by month and pick a book a month. So it's not like crazy. You can manage it with all the other bullshit you have to do. Um, and we kind of discuss it in the Facebook group. And it's really fun. So I wanted to give that a shout out. Um, if you guys are interested uh, and like nerdy shit like reading... Join the book club. I'm in the book club. Mm-hmm. I am not in the book club. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, join the book club. It's super fun. And, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Ooh. That's all she's, I have to say. <laughs> that's all she has to say. She's done talking for once yeah. in her life. <laughs> if you want... Nope, I faked you out. If, God damn it! If you want to support the show, like... Why name of V, our brand new Stay Spooky Squad member. You can check us out at patreon.com slash the haunted heart. We have some bonus content there. We have more planned and coming. Um, and yeah, it's just great to have folks who care about the show as much as us help us to support and build such a lovely family mm-hmm. around all of the macabre, macabre interests that we all have. So, yes, we do. That's it for this week, fam. Now I'm really done. Now, now you're that. You sure about that? I'm really, you, I'm really are, not. Are you sure? Really, really sure. Can can we sign off? Hundred percent. Can we sign off? Can yeah. we can we leave our people for another week? We can, and we'll it think sucks, about though. you this whole time. It sucks to leave. It does suck to leave. But then it's always really great to come back. Yeah. Fresh. That's and, how you got to do. Yeah. Just rise back up on out that swamp like we do. So. I get that fresh wonder hole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So while you ponder about the wonder hole. <laughs> You also have to stay spooky.